Good Vibers, it's your host, Marissa Elena, and you're listening to the Good Vibes Only Podcast. Damaris and I are talking about childhood trauma. This is a very vulnerable topic to be open about and to share our experiences with you. I ask that you as a listener to be kind and open-minded when listening to this episode. This is for anyone, honestly, and it can resonate with anyone who may have or still is going through similar experiences that we will be talking about in this episode. This is not going to be for everyone, so if it does not resonate or it starts to get uncomfortable with you, you don't have to continue to listen. What kind of trauma did you experience? Obviously, the title is going to be childhood trauma, but Mm -hmm. like, you don't even have to go in depth. I just want to know a list of traumas Mm -hmm. that you personally experienced overall. And it could be like relationships Mm -hmm. too, not just parents, just like trauma, Mm -hmm. you know? Because it's going to be trauma. Well, I feel like growing up, my parents like were very strict and my life was very much like... Like sheltered, yeah. Like super, super sheltered. So literally all I knew was my home life and then going to school. So a lot of my trauma is mostly just my relationship with my parents. And I mean, like, everyone goes through hardship at school. So, you know, everyone like experiences some type of bullying or whatever. But I feel like for the most part, most of my trauma comes from home and my parents. Well, how did trauma even come about in the picture? So they were always like super um, emotionally abusive, verbally abusive, physical, physically abusive. I mean, I know we talked about last time we went to um, Barnes. Barnes and Nobles, we were also talking about my brother and how there was like sexual abuse involved. So like, it wasn't just my parents, it was it was other the family, family members. Yeah, just it was just the, the, family. the whole family the dynamic. It was super dysfunctional. And, like, my parents were, like, super um, manipulative. And they, like, gaslit us into believing that, like, like, truly believing that the things we were experiencing were normal, not abuse, not neglect. But it was because they loved you. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was for you, but that was for me, too, because there would be times where I felt like something wasn't right that Mm -hmm. maybe my mom has verbally said to me or physically done to me Mm -hmm. or kept something from me because I'm only protecting you or because Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I love you. Yeah. When they want you to kind of believe like what they're doing is right Mm -hmm. when it's not right you grow up thinking okay this is normal Mm -hmm. until you're exposed to like someone else's family and you're like this is normal yeah yeah Yeah. no and that's it that's another thing like i would look to other um families or like other family dynamics and i would I would try and, like, compare my situation to theirs because, like, deep down I always, like, felt like there was something wrong and that there there was something that wasn't right. Like, this wasn't normal. Like, deep, deep down I knew it wasn't right. But the thing with, I mean, I can only speak on my experience, but I feel mm-hmm. like other Hispanic households and even, like, um, black families and, like, maybe even white people too. I don't know what, like, white 
I don't know what it's like to like live with white parents. Like every culture is different is my yeah. point. But I feel like it's pretty normal for like Hispanic and black parents to beat their kids and hit mm-hmm. their kids and they think it's normal because they went through the same thing and they're like, Well, I had it worse, you don't even have it that bad. Mm-hmm. It's discipline, it's to make you learn and really it just creates like all this anxiety and fear of failure and then like you grow up and you you're so like anxious about going out and living your life and doing things that you want to do because you're so afraid to like fail and because you're so conditioned like if you fail or you make a mistake there's always going to be a consequence because mm-hmm. i was raised in a very religious household and my type of fear was okay i can't even hang out with someone who may be a bad influence because i'm probably gonna go to hell like Mm -hmm. that was legitimately a fear my mom would always tell me tell me you always follow the crowd you always Mm -hmm. do what you you always want to do what other people are doing um what you're doing is not even right so i just would be scared to even do stuff for myself or Mm -hmm. to think for myself because i'm like i need someone to think for me to Mm -hmm. make the decisions for me Mm because apparently i'm not good at making decisions because every decision i make is wrong or if i hang out with a person the person's probably going to be bad so i should let my mom tell me who to hang Mm -hmm. out with because it's been told to me my whole life that i can't make decisions for myself Mm -hmm. and that and that kind of trauma it follows into an adulthood where you're scared to make decisions yes. for yourself. Like, you don't trust yourself to you make don't. the right decision. And again, like, fear of failure, fear of making a mistake. Like, you know what I mean? It's just horrible. And another thing is of self doubt or mm-hmm. not loving yourself because mm-hmm. you're like, what's wrong with me? It's just kind of crazy how our parents, the way they were raised, though that's all they know so they raise us Mm -hmm. based off of what they know and it's really up to us to kind of break that karmic cycle Mm -hmm. because honestly uh, I was also reading something that it sticks with DNA too you Mm -hmm. know eventually the trauma Mm -hmm. that's caused or like the abuse or the mental abuse the physical abuse emotional abuse it like passes down onto your children yeah you literally carry that trauma in your DNA and it becomes a mental disorder and mm-hmm. I feel like that's why there's a lot of mental health issues because yes. people were raised a certain way but they don't know that that way was causing them a trauma mm-hmm. and why they feel the way they do now because of that trauma mm-hmm. you know and some people just really think there's something wrong with me I was just born this way and I think that's why like mental health is so stigmatized or at least like I mean I still even now I feel like it's stigmatized but especially before like the era of social media and like positivity movements and all that stuff like i feel like that's why no one ever really took it seriously because what was the generation before us our parents and they never like acknowledge mental health and you try and tell them now that like it's mental health is like a big thing or like therapy could help them and they're so close-minded to all of it and (laughs) it's crazy and that's why that's why some people even our age don't take it seriously because you know they they hold on to the same beliefs that their parents projected onto them yeah i um tried to tell my mom maybe she should try to get therapy Mm. and it was such a defensive Mm -hmm. answer it was like oh so you're calling me crazy Mm -hmm. but that's not at all what we're trying to say we just recognize that oh we got help it helped me somewhat 
this may be able to help you mm-hmm. too and another thing is my mom she was saying like oh they do all that reverse psychology on you and it's just like no they ask you deep questions to figure out why you act the way you do mm-hmm. so you guys can resolve it out talk it out right. and figure out the root to the problem the thing that i have realized and maybe it's just like me personally but with my parents at least i've come to the realization that you can't make someone see the wrong when they don't even like view it as that way in the first place and they don't want to that is like wow yeah i'm so glad you said that (laughs) like because that's so true that's really insane Mm -hmm. because you're just living in like this illusion of okay everything i say everything i do it's right because it's always been right nothing's Mm -hmm. happened to me before i'm okay staying in this mindset forever and that's why people um i mean everyone's super controlled by their emotions but especially people who like don't ever deal with their emotions or don't know how to are also the same people who are so controlled by their emotions because they don't know how to control their emotions emotions. if that makes sense no yeah yeah, it makes (laughs) so much emotions if you don't know how to control your emotions they will control you yes this is just from my personal experience because i used to let my my emotions control me all the time there would be times where i'd show up at school with my head down yeah wouldn't want to talk to anybody Mm -hmm. because i was just in a shitty mood yeah hence my emotions were controlling me but now, but but we're so young, mm-hmm. no? And the fact that our parents don't even teach us about emotions. That's what I'm saying, so like. <laughs> like how the fuck are you supposed to know emotions exist when you're that young? And like, how are you supposed to know about your emotions? How are you supposed to know about dra- trauma? How are you supposed to know about any of this stuff? If like, and that's why some people like don't realize this shit until they're so much older in their life and they're like oh i wish i realized all these all these things sooner or sometimes they never realize it and live their whole life just bad habits like poor unhealthy habits like as a result of their trauma they have trauma responses obviously as a result of their trauma and they just like live their life unresolved yeah with like past habits that were passed on to them Mm -hmm. that they just took as okay it's but also i think it recognizing trauma comes with a different level of awareness that and see that's the thing that like i have so much trouble so much trouble with because in my mind all it takes is a little bit of awareness and effort and wanting to change to do the work to change and like even if you're just trying, that's good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that you recognize. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, to me personally, I don't understand, like, some people are just built different, I guess, and they just think differently, but I I could never, like, imagine living my life the way my parents do and, like, choosing to be miserable because that's the way I see it. Like, I to me, in it. my eyes, it's like, at this point, you're how old? And you've had all this time and whatever, and you're still the same person that you were, like, forever ago. Like, nothing has changed. You have not changed. You clearly, I guess, just don't want to change. Like It's really up to that person to realize or recognize and then accept that they have had trauma mm-hmm. and wanting to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Because 
lately I've heard my mom talk about unresolved trauma with her sister but they grew up in the same house Mm -hmm. and she like denies that she has any trauma and I'm like but you think all your brothers and sisters have trauma but you don't have trauma right it's like a denial thing Mm -hmm. you know some people don't want to accept it I know because it's so painful to deal with but at the same time like you either live your whole life like super numb and just like in this autopilot yeah people are an autopilot they don't want to wake up Mm -hmm. they don't they're too comfortable too comfortable they're too comfortable that's what it is and some people are too comfortable being a victim because that's how that's what my mom is like she's so defensive my mom is the same exact way and it's so so defensive it is annoying i remember one time i was at work at the car wash at Orlowski's and she came in to wash her car and I came out to go help her dry her car off even though we were kind of busy and I really didn't have to go out there and help her and she looks at me before I'm walking away and she's like dang your face is kind of it's kind of getting fat and I'm like I like I didn't even know what to say I was like I'm over here trying to help you clean your car yeah all you have to say to me is your face is fat yes if people see you happy they don't want and they're feeling bad they Mm -hmm. want you to feel bad too Mm -hmm. they want to bring you down to their level that's literally my mom because she's miserable everybody else in the house has to be miserable this morning i woke up and i wanted to sleep in i was like i even told my boyfriend last night i was like oh i can't wait to sleep in tomorrow morning like because now i have the weekends off i used to not have the weekends off oh yeah yeah and um i was like i can't wait to sleep in tomorrow and i woke up at like seven in the morning because my mom was like stomping around the house and it was like instant anxiety like I felt <gasps> the heaviness in my chest I couldn't breathe I was like holding my breath like trying to listen because my parents were talking and they were having a conversation I was like trying to listen and it was just like and it I didn't realize but um I used to do the same thing when I was younger too like I remember being a kid and like anytime I would hear a loud noise or like stomping or if my dad was talking loud because when he gets mad he talks loud I'd like immediately stop what I'm doing or like wake up whatever I'm doing like just stop doing it and instantly focus on that and just anxiety like pure just I can't breathe anxiety. so that's a trauma response I think so yeah it is because even when I go over my boyfriend's house like I'll tell him like oh the tv's kind of too loud sometimes it'll actually hurt my ears but sometimes it just like I'll be sitting and I'm like I'm like does your dad he's okay with like the tv being like this loud because my parents would get mad about the tv being too loud and they would like there's always there's always something it's like oh like any little thing yeah no I literally experienced the same thing um today I woke up with anxiety Mm -hmm. I woke up um because I heard my mom's door open and I was mm-hmm. like, she's awake. Yeah. And I just got an instant. I woke up at seven and, yeah. I, <laughs> and my heart was beating. Yeah. And I just got really anxious because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, is like the first thing she's going to do come in here and tell me something mm-hmm. is wrong. Right. That's like my first yeah. reaction. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're just like anticipating like something bad. Mm-hmm. And that's anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's like anticipating something bad to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom used to throw like, uh, heavy shampoo bottles at my door yeah to open up my door to say good morning or like bang on it and like I need your mascara or I need your perfume or I need something to wear like oh my god yeah and like so it like jolt you awake jolt me awake and you're like oh what's going on yeah like super anxious yeah and I'm like I'm, I'm in the middle of like a deep sleep and like all I hear is bang and I'm like 
this. Right. And I'm waking up in instant, like, anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it's my mom saying, hurry up, I need to get to work, I need your mascara. Like, no one wants to wake up to Literally, that's the worst thing to wake up to. Like, You need my mascara? Pure chaos. Are you serious? (laughs) My $30 mascara. Yeah. Mine. (laughs) (laughs) You're so bold. Mom's literally dancing. <laughs> you have like the hugest balls ever because like if we were at my house and we were talking about my parents, literally I remember the one time I was like the first and only therapy session that I did online. My uh, the therapist that I was talking to, she's like, "Are you okay? Like, are you safe?" Because I was like, "Oh, I heard my wa- my mom walk by the hallway. Like, I have to whisper. Sorry that I'm whispering." And she's like, "Are you safe?" And I'm like, "No, I'm totally safe. It's just." She would, if she heard me talking about her, she would get mad Mm -hmm. and she would retaliate in some way and like just be petty or like do something mean to me. Yeah, my mom was the same way. Mm -hmm. I remember doing a telecommunication with my therapist online Mm -hmm. and I was talking about my mom. I was scared because my mom came upstairs and I was just like, Hold on for a second. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> Let me just give me a sec to listen to what you want. Making me feel like something's wrong with me mm-hmm. when really I need therapy because of you. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> like, wake up. You're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, so those. That's crazy. I really <laughs> resonate with you waking up with anxiety because mm-hmm. literally, literally the same thing happens to me. Um, this whole past week, actually, even in my dreams, sometimes I'll dream. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'll dream about oh like real experiences mm-hmm. that happen throughout the day, and I'm like, wow, I, I carried the stress with me to my sleep. Yeah, that's happened to me a couple of times where like I've had like a super stressful day and I'll fall asleep super stressed out and literally dream about it what happened stressed. that day. Yeah. But sometimes even like because I mean everyone dreams differently but I dream all the time like every night and it's always I have a lot of like the same repeat dreams like if the setting isn't isn't the same then it's like the people or the setting is the same now there's different people like there's always variations but there's always like similarities too. It's always like the same but not the same and I noticed that whenever I wake up with anxiety I don't remember my dreams which is so weird because then it makes me wonder like what did I dream about that I woke up I literally wake up and it's it's always like and they're always the hardest days for me because like I literally wake up and I I have to like I cannot breathe like I have to sit and it's the worst feeling because I don't even know what I'm anxious about I don't know what I'm freaking out about and it's just it's like anyone who deals with anxiety can understand it's the worst feeling ever like, no yeah no, just waking up and not being able to like and no matter how many deep breaths it takes forever for me to calm down and any little thing the rest of the day can like set it off trigger, trigger me you. trigger me again and I'm like super anxious and those are always the worst days but I've always noticed that when I wake up from a dream and I don't remember it I wake up super anxious wow mm-hmm doesn't happen often, but it happens. Yo, I just want to say I'm so proud of you because you're still here, you know? Because 
like anxiety anxious days are the worst days because then you go home thinking about how you were so anxious and how mm-hmm. you could have stopped being so anxious mm-hmm. or why was i so anxious or like this person probably could tell i'm so anxious yes and they probably think i'm so awkward or weird or whatever <laughs> and then it's lit- that's literally building more anxiety on top yes. of the anxiousness because you're overthinking about- yeah oh but like you can't help it because it's just a constant cycle of like worrying we don't realize it but we are absorbing our own parents' trauma mm. on top of our mm, own mm, 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 because mm. we're learning how to handle their trauma responses. Mm-hmm. They have trauma responses. Like, you're dealing with their shit while also dealing with your True. shit yeah. as a result of their shit. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Triple the trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just, like, makes me so mad sometimes because, like, like, damn, you didn't... Maybe it's just, like, selfish to think, but, like, damn, like, you didn't love me enough to, like, fix yourself so no, that I wouldn't end up like you yeah. like Jesus Christ the age of like 10 11 12 13 be worrying about like whether our house is gonna get foreclosed on because that almost happened to us twice and I remember because my parents never hid their arguments they like argued out in the open they did not care they never like tried to hide it it was always just they did not care <clears throat> but their problems become your problems and then you stress out because you're a part of living in the house what mm-hmm. are you gonna do if exactly closes where are you gonna go mm-hmm. like that puts stress on the child and i remember when i was younger too my mom it was only her and i living in this small apartment and when she lost her job she was worried about food how is she gonna pay to mm-hmm. stay there mm-hmm. and then i felt that at eight years old mm-hmm. seven years old i'm like That's we don't like- have food my mom has no money we, we can't eat where are we gonna live it's such like a helpless <laughs> feeling because you want to like do you help. know what i mean help and you can't yeah you're gonna do it seven years exactly. old um, now thinking about it my mom didn't even eat and that's crazy mm-hmm. you know that's just so crazy or the my mom would ask my uncle for 20 bucks and my mom would stretch that with a pack of chicken and rice for a month that is insane yeah that's so insane or go to the dollar store and buy like canned goods or whatever mm-hmm. it's crazy you know and that's even crazier for you to say that because i remember thinking like damn i wish that um my parents would like like I would, I always wish that. Like I always thought your apartment was so nice. Really? Like I was compared so to the- embarrassed of <laughs> No, like <laughs> I was loved- one floor and everybody had like mm-hmm. upstairs and downstairs. And yeah. I'm like, we don't have that. Oh my god, that's literally nothing. Like my house was my parents, for and this is something I've realized only recently. But like our house is always a mess because our parents are so like depressed. Yeah. And then when they would, especially my mom, because my dad, like he's so passive. He's just like doesn't care about anything. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, like, coming over to your house, your apartment, whatever. It was always just a house to me. I was like, oh, my God, I love going over to house. Like, I love her room. I love the kitchen. Like, I literally did not care that there was, like, no snacks. Or, like, I just loved, like, not being at home and being somewhere else. And, like, I just felt like... It's crazy. I felt more safe, like, at other people's homes than at my own house. Like, I loved going over other people's houses. Wow, it's crazy. Because I... Not that what you said about feeling safe mm-hmm. i felt more welcomed in other people's homes yes. than i felt in my own home and sometimes it was uncomfortable to deal with that because i was never like used to being welcomed and like treated nice. nicely yeah. yes and it's like are you being fake right now yeah like what? why are you being nice to me? yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was always so weird 
isn't that crazy though mm-hmm. like how someone else's uh normal is like your chaos because mm-hmm. you're like why is this so calm right <laughs> or like, like what <laughs> what's wrong on here? here? <laughs> it's too calm it's not chaotic enough <laughs> why are you Throw guys nice? you guys eat dinner at a table together <laughs> you guys have dinner no 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 but like oh my god my family used to have dinner every single night as a family, but it was always so tense and like you didn't have a choice. Like you ate dinner or you got your ass beat. Mm. You had to, no, like, I mean, if it got to that point, then fine. You didn't eat and you got your ass beat and you went to sleep. But my parents would make me sit at the table for hours until I finished my food. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was it. I would eat school lunch, if that, because I, with school lunches, I was super picky. And I always got the a chicken nuggets. Oh, my God. One time I had chicken nuggets in kindergarten, and I bit into it, and there was this, this like, tube thing inside of it, and I'm so sensitive with foods. If I have one bad experience with, like, You'll texture, I'll again. never touch it again. And ever since then, I've never had a chicken nugget. Wow. Yeah, kindergarten ruined it for me. Kissler, oh Kissler chicken nuggets. I remember every single day I used to eat peanut butter and jelly mm-hmm. until one of the lunch ladies was like, honey, you should try something different. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it every single day. I'm like, mind your business. Like. <laughs> but the peanut butter and jellies were so thick. Bro, like, I don't put, know if you remember. There yes. was more than like two slices of bread. Um, was, like, yeah, there was like four slices of bread. <laughs> and it'd be like jelly oozing out. <laughs> Thick, dry peanut butter. Ooh. Oh my god, it was disgusting. And sometimes the bread would, yeah. Too. Sometimes the yeah. bread would be like cold and stale, and it didn't feel as soft as it should have. Ugh, gross. But I'm not gonna lie. Back to the snack bar, I used to feel like the shit in that line. Oh. I'm like, I'm getting a slushie and nachos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me add a fruit roll up in there. <laughs> the real fruit roll up in there. Dollars. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my yeah. gosh, I just brought back a lot of memories. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's great. So what are some of the feelings and emotions or thoughts that you have experienced as a response from trauma? And I'm sure, like, we like we definitely got mm-hmm. on the subject of anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure For anxiety sure. is definitely <laughs> a response to trauma. Definitely. Um, but besides anxiety, because we did touch upon anxiety. So there's a couple of negative ones here that I wrote down and some positive ones that lately I've been uh, feeling, but definitely depression. Like there's some days where I don't, like I'll wake, I'll have such a good day the day before and then I'll wake up the next day and like, I'll literally fall asleep so excited to wake up the next day and like get all these things done and whatever. And I wake up and I don't feel like getting out of bed. I like... I'll have work at like 11 o'clock and I won't get out of bed till 10.30 when I'm supposed to be on my way there. Wow. And I'll get ready in like three minutes, put the bare minimum, go. And like, I just feel so tired and like fatigued, like super depressed, don't want to do anything, like things that normally would interest me, I don't want to do. Some positive stuff though is self-love. Contentment, I feel like is a positive one. Maybe some people wouldn't look at that as positive, but contentment, just being like present, awareness Mm -hmm. like aware in the moment like appreciating the moment and not always like looking forward to the future because if you don't don't enjoy now you're not going to enjoy the future yeah you're going to be too focused on when the future Mm -hmm. and when the future is never going to arrive yes you're always (laughs) you're always in the moment like you're you're in the future you're in you're living it right now so just enjoy it like just enjoy it because you're gonna like 
look back and you wish that you didn't waste all that time like focusing on all the negative yeah mm-hmm. oh wow i really like um how you said you develop self-love mm-hmm. yeah wow and that's like a Ta- r- share some things of share like what do you do for your self-love so the biggest thing and like the one biggest thing is if you learn how to forgive yourself for your mistakes, the little like awkward moments you have throughout the day, like all the things that you're hard on yourself about, if you just take a moment and you're like, it's fine, like it's okay, everyone has these moments, it's normal, it's not a big deal, I'm not a bad person, I'm not all these negative things. Like if you if you start forgiving yourself for the little things, you're gonna look at other people and be like more forgiving. You know what I mean? You're like gonna when be a lot more compassionate. A lot more Even compassionate. Even if people don't understand you, mm-hmm. you understand that they may be going through something that you went through in the past. Exactly. And you know how to respond to them. Exactly. So like loving other people, like learning how to love other people teaches you how to love yourself because if you can be if you can give another stranger another person like the benefit of the doubt or like a break or whatever you exactly you can do the same thing because if you think about it like when you look at somebody and you start judging them if you really like take a step back and think about it that's the same way you talk to yourself yeah that's the same way that you judge yourself so when you stop judging yourself so much you stop judging other people so much and when you start loving other people you can love yourself and when you love yourself you can love other people and like it's seriously yeah like that's like the biggest thing like you need to learn how to love other people and forgive other people because once you start doing that you can do it to yourself like and it's freeing mm -hmm. you're freeing yourself from negative thought patterns Mm -hmm. oh i just had it in my head when you said that um oh when you look at someone and you want to judge them you take a step back it's like what is that judgment you're about to make because it's obviously something you see that you recognize that you have in yourself that's what i'm saying yeah you need to change Mm -hmm. and if you're still judging you still have that that you don't like about yourself Mm -hmm. so you're gonna go find it on somebody and other people and you're projecting you're constantly projecting when you stop and take a second and you just take a step back and you're like aware of the moment you're like okay I'm being super judgmental right now. Let me, like, look inward. And where is this coming from inside of me? And, like, when you can, like, recognize where it's coming from inside of you and that it's your own insecurity, actually, that you're judging another person for, you're, like, I don't know. It's just easier to be, like, compassionate and empathetic. And if you wouldn't want someone else to think these things about you and they don't know you, you don't know this person don't think those things about them yeah and when you stop doing that to other people you stop doing it to yourself it's like a whole it's just like resetting your thought process and like mm-hmm. how you breaking that bad habit mm-hmm. and i think one of the things you mentioned is awareness mm-hmm. become aware of your thoughts become aware of what you're thinking what you're projecting mm-hmm. what you're saying to other people what you're saying to yourself yeah especially because you know i the, the other day i walked into the store i walked into ulta and i, I saw this girl she had her makeup was just so beautiful mm-hmm. like her hair matched her makeup mm-hmm. and i was like oh you got a whole thing going on mm-hmm. i was just like i love your makeup i love your <laughs> hair and she was just so mean to herself she like yeah she was like i wish i didn't need all this makeup and i was like whoa i was like girl don't ever talk bad about Mm -hmm. yourself like that you're beautiful inside and out i don't care i don't know you but don't talk bad about yourself like that and that's like another crazy thing like it's so easy for me sometimes to look at somebody 
who, and I don't mean this to come across as like offensive. They look at another girl that's not really like by society standards, like pretty or beautiful. And I can see like the beauty and like what makes them different. Like that's what makes you so beautiful. And I wish that other girls could see, see that, that in themselves. Yes. Yeah. And then I think, like, why can't I do the same thing for myself? Like, yeah. if I can do that for another person, why can't I think about myself in the same way? I didn't always, like, think that I was pretty. I used to think that I was so fucking ugly, especially in high school. Like, I, I was just, like, not attractive at all. And people treated me as such. Like, no one was ever interested in me. No one ever had, like, I mean, people had crushes on me, but not anybody that I wanted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was always, like, damn, like, if you like me, like, if you are showing interest in me, like, what the fuck do I look like? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's not, it shouldn't be so much about appearance, and it should be, like, who you are as a person. But, like, people just don't treat you as nicely when they don't see you as attractive, and they're, they're yeah. not... They don't. They, they Beauty isn't about all about appearance. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. It's definitely not about appearance for sure. And everyone at their own level experiences their own trauma, and everybody's trauma is valid. I hate when people say, well, my situation is worse. best. There is, yeah. yeah no, they're, like, they have it worse off. I shouldn't feel so bad about my life. Like, no, like, your feel feeling, bad. Yeah, yes, your feelings are most, just as yes. valid. Yeah. Like, if it makes you feel bad, like, feel those bad feelings because if you never process those feelings, you're never going to get past it. You're always going to be living your life, like, pushing all these things down and, like, never addressing any of your real problems and it's going to, like, manifest into other things in your life. Bro, I literally saw a TikTok, I think it was last night or the night before, and it was this girl and she was talking about how, like, the older she got, the more she realized that she doesn't have to lie about herself and, like, lie about how she's feeling and, like, wow. what she likes or what she wants to do because her whole life she grew up with narcissist parents and it was always about their emotions and how they felt. And if, like, something, like, conflicted with their reality, then, you know, it was, it was chaos. Yeah. It was the next half of this episode is going to be talking about a sensitive topic in this next part we will be talking about sexual abuse molested by somebody within your own family especially your brother or your dad is so common and it's sad because there's a lot of neglect on everybody's part even the abusers because what happens is, like, as a kid, especially, like, as a boy, um, you know, you're abused sexually, and when you start to develop, you, like, associate what happened to you as a child as, like, sexual pleasure, so then you do, do those acts, and that's, that's how the cycle continues, and it's just really sad because, I mean, I'm not, like, a pedophile or molester, like, um, what's the word, sympathizer, but... I do recognize that there needs to be, like, an open space for kids, especially boys who are abused, to come out and have a safe space mm -hmm. to talk about it because if there's no safe space for them, they're going to turn into abusers. Like, mm -hmm. we need to have some compassion and sympathy and, like, be more aware and educated about the signs and just be just more careful about who you leave your kids around because it could be anybody and it's always the people you least expect yeah yeah i just felt that it's sad because then they turn into abusers and they never get the compassion that they needed 
and like the open, you know, to talk about their experiences. But at the same time, at the same time, they have control over their actions Mm -hmm. and they need to be held accountable for the actions. So if you abuse somebody, obviously like that's horrible and it's wrong and it's never okay. But at the same time, like, it's also kind of unfair because they never had that that space to feel safe, safe or, or to talk. And it's sad. It just is like this cycle of abuse that feels like will never end. And so many people are going to suffer because of it. And it makes me so sad sometimes. It's like, Jesus Christ. And not to contradict myself, but sometimes I feel guilty for feeling bad about what happened to me because I know that other people in my life again I don't mean to contradict myself but they've had it worse or like they were abused worse and sometimes I feel like oh I I shouldn't like even make this a big deal yeah it's not that bad I was just touched I was just whatever like he just you know stuck his fingers in me like it's not that big of a deal whatever but no it is a big deal it is a big deal it is a big deal no especially from your own family member Mm -hmm. it's it's disgusting it's disgusting um, so that's why I like when you said earlier people when they do it to a kid and the kid does it to someone else mm-hmm. I was like yo that literally happened to me because mm-hmm. it was happening to a kid and the kid was literally doing it to me mm-hmm. the kid was probably like 12 13 I'm like what five six that's and you're doing it disgusting <sighs> but yeah a lot of people go through it and it's crazy um I don't it's this like the one thing I mean I would never wish upon, like, my worst enemy to go through. It's, like, the worst thing ever. I remember I was so angry. We developed these mental health issues at a young age, and we literally hold on to all of it Mm -hmm. until we're old enough where we're, like, anxious and depressed and stressed out. Mm -hmm. And then we're, like, trying to figure out what is wrong with us. Like, why am I feeling... It's definitely more than just going to work. Mm -hmm. It's something way more deeper than Mm -hmm. that. Um, and talking about this is making me, like, um, heal. And people who are open about it are so fucking brave because it's seriously the hardest thing to admit and open up about because a lot of people aren't going to believe you because a lot of times it's somebody that, like, no way they would do that. You think you know somebody until you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's fucked. So thank you for sharing your mm-hmm. experience, too. I'm glad that you, like, felt like you could open up. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I wish that there was someone, like, that was in my life when I was a lot younger validating my feelings because mm-hmm. then I would have realized all this shit a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, like, coped with it better or something or at least had somebody to talk to, but... Do you feel like you currently have unresolved trauma still? from your childhood definitely but i'm working on it so it's not like obviously i still get anxious about a lot of things but i know that i'm journeying a lot more and i'm becoming more like aware of being in the moment and being grateful and like practicing like gratitude and all these things so mindfulness mindfulness if i could give anybody any type of advice that's going through like any of the similar things or feeling the same things keep going because you're going to get to a point in your life where you're going to be you're going to be in a position to leave the environment that you 
we're forced to be in and as a result you are this person as a result you know what i mean like you're you're this person right now because of your environment this is not who you are truly as a person like oh my you're God, in this so beautiful you're in survival mode like this is not who you are you're never gonna feel like this your whole life it's just because of your environment it's gonna feel a little scary and a little overwhelming but it's it's gonna feel like a huge weight and it's gonna it's just gonna take time like it's just yeah that, that was like, great i'm so glad you said that <laughs> that was i needed to hear that the one thing that gets me through a lot of like my lows is i always remind myself you didn't get this far just to get this far <laughs> like i always i have it like i have a whiteboard just like you do and i always keep it written on my my whiteboard you didn't get this far just to get this far and like that that really resonates with me because i remember like a year ago i was nowhere near as aware as i am now of my trauma and all the abuse that i went through and it's like jesus christ like me just being more aware like i've gotten so far just by being aware that's like a huge step that i've taken and it's changed my life and the tra trajectory like where my life is going so much just by taking that little step and being more aware and mindful started the healing process i feel like the first step into like healing from it is feeling all the feelings of that like come with those experiences and i don't think that right now i'm ready to deal with that because oh. you know what i mean like i'm already going through so much with my parents and like how they are as people and like mourning my childhood from just like the physical abuse and like developing anxiety depression all these stupid no, stupid fucking things that like are their fault but i have to deal with mm -hmm. like that's already a lot to deal with and i feel like right now i just this is just so that's a total different ball yeah. game to deal with yeah. it's like really overwhelming yeah and that's okay but the fact that you realize that you know that and you're gonna deal with it later mm -hmm. that's really um admirable because you're you. yeah because you're <laughs> focusing right now on one thing mm -hmm. and that's healing from the trauma you're still probably going through at mm -hmm. home bro did i tell you my mom threw a drink at my car windshield like last week what and i didn't even do anything i didn't even do anything because she was like mad that she was mad about the light bill she's always mad about a bill always there's always something like she's mad about a bill uh she was mad about the light bill she's like the cost of the light has gone up so everyone needs to preserve or something like that and i told her because at the time this was like a couple weeks ago i think i just quit wegman so like nice. i was still working there like at the time and i literally told her i was like i'm never even home to use my light i come home at like nine ten o'clock at night and i'm up for like an hour or two and then i go to bed like i don't even use the so light she, so like she, is she like is it a thing where like she blames you yes. for leaving the light on mm -hmm. and you're like bro i'm not even home to be using the light so not it can't be me exactly or like what are you gonna i always think this i'm like what are you gonna do when we leave yeah who are you gonna take your anger out on yeah i think that sometimes with my mom i'm like what are you gonna do when i'm gone mm -hmm. like, like how are you gonna get all this aggression out because i'm sure it's not gonna be your punching bag you won't hear from me Especially with my parents. Like, you're not going to fucking hear from me. If anything, your number's being blocked. Mm -hmm. Like, bye. <laughs> if there's anything my parents taught me, it's how to live without them. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, uh... And they don't even realize it. They've had all this control over me my whole life, and it's like, not anymore. Yeah. You thought... It's time to, like, mm -hmm. stop having control, because 
taking control of your own life mm -hmm. is more important than being controlled in your life. Yep. Like everything about you is just so beautiful. Thank you. Yes. You're so beautiful. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Thanks for sharing. And for me, I don't know. Let's see. Habits specifically as a response from trauma. Um honestly if this is a habit maybe everyone has trauma because like i literally can't sleep without smoking weed mm. <laughs> i can't bro like i'll be up in my thoughts all night but mm -hmm. as soon as i like i'm like oh, like, yeah. oh <laughs> my mind is taken off of all of that mm -hmm. all of the like negative things that i'm thinking about or that mm -hmm. i didn't get to think about throughout the day that all of a sudden appears when my head hits the pillow and i'm mm -hmm. like what the fuck am i thinking about this we go hit a blunt really quick and i'm just like <sighs> honestly my head literally feels like lighter mm -hmm. no seriously <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that like there's nothing wrong with using weed marijuana whatever you want to call it as a way to like I relax like, de-stress yeah there's nothing wrong with it as long as you're not using it as a way to avoid issues Problems. like avoid emotions and like make yourself feel numb as long as you're not using it like in that way i think there's nothing wrong with depending on weed to help you relax and de-stress and like i i definitely like how um i love weed and i'm just gonna say that mm -hmm. because it's um an herb from the ground it comes in a form of a plant it mm -hmm. is a plant cannabis is a plant but it's crazy how they want to give all the patients with anxiety and depression with all these like pills like zyprexa and all of these chemically lab made that's actually really bad for your brain yeah um but we actually produce cannabinoids from cannabis like like cannabis mm -hmm. in our brains so mm -hmm. why not kind of like interact the two with each mm -hmm. other and you know it's just crazy to me that medicine is medicine is actual drugs mm -hmm. and what's called drugs is actually the real medicine right. <laughs> they flipped it mm -hmm. in my set in my perspective mm -hmm. that's just my perspective because i'm like something totally is natural if it's from the ground mm -hmm. from the earth mm -hmm. how are you gonna say it's a drug right oh because it gets you like high yeah i hate that word too because high. i'm not that i hate that word but sometimes like especially with certain cartons there's this one cart this one strain because i smoke carts i don't smoke like actual but it's too much for me mm -hmm. it gives me the worst headaches but i smoke this one cart it's called green kush or some people call it um green crack that's mm -hmm. what i know um what's his name snoop dog calls it green crack but some people call it green kush that is my favorite 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 sativa strain because Ooh. I love sativa. Oh my god, sativa is like, I'm sativa's bitch. Like, I do not smoke any indica or even hybrids because hybrids sometimes have too much indica and I literally can't enjoy or reflect or do anything because I just immediately so knock out. Yeah. Like, I just immediately knock out. <laughs> me too. Um, I, that's with me with Bud. When people say, oh, they got like, I'm like, oh, what strain is that? Is that like, um, indica they're like i don't know it's just like it's like just, <laughs> i'm just like i need to know because like i right. might pass out after this or be really hungry exactly 
Because, like, sativa makes me, like, feel energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually smoke sativa before I study or read or <gasps> yes. reflect. Because oh I'm like... God, because it gets those, like, brain juices flowing and it makes you feel so, like, it gets you in the mood to be productive. Like, it motivates you. It narrows your focus yes. on one thing. One yes. thing. Because we're so busy thinking about everything else. Oh, my so God. As soon as you smoke, like, sativa, it's just like, okay, what am I going to focus on? And I'm just going to sit here and right. just, like, write. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's why sometimes I hate the the idea that people have when you tell them that you're high because like I don't even feel really high I just feel normal right now yeah like, I'm I just like normal. really tuned in if anything yeah um honestly we covered so much so much I wow I'm so I am grateful for this today Me too. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for the universe bringing, crossing our paths. For real. Like, I always think, about it, I'm like, that's so crazy how, like, you hear people say, like, you attract what you put out or whatever, and you attract what, like, you want in life or blah, 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 however they say it. And it's so true. It's so yeah. true. Like, the perfect time. And it's, like, crazy because we're, like, on the same. We went through very similar emotions and we're, like, on the same healing Wait, yeah. wavelength. Yeah, we're riding the wave like mm-hmm. at the same time. We're on the same yep. frequency here. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And I feel like probably like this is just my belief, but mm-hmm. just like the space that we spent not talking was probably like f- us exploring and we needed like that time apart like away from each other because we were close like mm-hmm. not when we were young. We were. Um and then we like separated but then we're like back and mm-hmm. it's crazy because when we come back we're like connected as yep. like we were <laughs> close as we were when we yeah. were kids but way closer because mm-hmm. like when we were kids like obviously and it's crazy that you're sitting here telling me all this and that i'm telling you all this and we were like friends but didn't know we were yeah. going through the same exact mm-hmm. things for real when it came to sexual emotional Neglect, just, just verbal, no, like, all everything. Literally all of it. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't believe it. But I'm honestly so grateful because I felt like, um, I feel like this is like the, like you said, the right time. Mm-hmm. Like it just came and it just happened. And I'm very, I'm very grateful. Me too. And um, I just hope that we can stay in each other's lives now mm-hmm. like i hope we um can hang out more and do stuff like this mm-hmm. more and, I and even see each other like grow and regular like shit. learn from each other oh my god does my mom yeah that's good <laughs> no yeah <sighs> um but yeah because now that you're in my life, everybody who's coming into my life now, I'm like, you're stuck with me. I mean, I'll, unless you're, like, a negative person, I don't want you in my life right now. You're get out. You're done. So you're listening to the Good Vibes Only podcast with Damaris Franco and Marissa Elena. And we are out this bitch. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>